Aaron Rodgers plays here. Get the latest from the Packers quarterback every Tuesday at 1.30 on 540 ESPN and ESPNWisconsin.com. It is the Aaron Rodgers Show. Tuesdays with Aaron. Back for another season with the Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Good to have you back for another one of these. What? You can't hear me? Oh, hi. Turn, yes. turn me up in the no, headphones. I'm trying to figure out this, uh, these knobs again. You're always here. fiddling over there. I know. Did just, you miss this? Okay, here we go. We're good now. Yes, I miss I miss Bone Thugs. Yes, I'm sure you did. And, and, and your wonderful wardrobe. Yeah, well, hey, I, I want to start the season with a promise. I need you to make me a promise. Okay? Now, whether it's getting the radio set up correctly or wearing shorts that are too short, I want to make sure that you're willing to take the blame for all the mistakes I make, because apparently that's my understanding of what leadership is. Very funny. Good start to the show. Great job. You're really jumping out there, giving the people what they want. I'm glad I can count on you for that. Hey, uh, you know, a lot. Of, uh, even though we've seen a lot of you since the last show, um, a lot has happened since we actually did the radio show. Um, where do you feel like you're at as we get ready for the season? You know, you you had some interesting thing ha- things happen to you during the course of the off season. The team has changed around you again. You've talked about being the longest tenured guy. How do you feel? Is is here we sit a few days before the opener? I feel good about our team. I feel good about the fact that it's back to football and it's focusing on on what we do well and what what I do well. I mean, there's been uh, some non football related stories uh, over the summer that I'm. You know, we had to deal with uh, as a team. I had to deal with individually. I'm glad those are uh, behind us, and it's time to focus on football. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's an exciting time for our team, an exciting uh, opener at San Francisco. I, I don't know what those stories are. I didn't read much about smaller stories. But um, this is a game that you're going to hear a lot about this week is the one from last year in, in January. Does that game, I know it feels like a long time ago. I don't know if it feels like a long time ago to you. Yes. But does it does it provide any fuel? I mean, what role does that game play? Because we're all going to talk about it all week long. Maybe not you guys in the locker room, but us on the outside. What value or meaning does that game have at this point in September? Not, not much, I don't think. I mean, that that's that was so 2012-13 season. Uh, <laughs> that. Ended our playoff run. That continued their run as they made their way to the Super Bowl. It was a disappointing loss. It was frustrating. Obviously, there are a lot of factors that went into that loss and the fact that we were playing at San Francisco. Um, but that, that stuff is all is all on the past, and they were the better team that day. They deserved to win. Um, they're a different team this year. We're a different team this year. Um, you, you don't have that carryover. Uh, you can't carry over the wins or any of that stuff year to year it's it's a new team a new identity and i know that they're doing some um you know some new new things as well i mean after a super bowl run like they went on like we've got on you have to deal with handling success and and handling expectations and trying to find that motivation and that hunger and um we're inspired by wanting those feelings back of being in a situation to win a championship and they're um, their motivation is, is keeping that hunger that uh, that got them to the Super Bowl last year. You handled that success as a team pretty well in 2011. You ended up going 15-1. and one. What was 
what was the biggest challenge you faced as a team then that now they're going to face this time around as a Super Bowl participant? Well, I don't think anybody takes you lightly, and not that anybody ever did with San Francisco, but um, you know, you, you're on everybody's radar. It's the biggest game uh, of the season that week, and teams get really excited to play you, whether it's at home or on the road. And um, you have a whole off season to study teams like this. You know, I know that uh, when you have uh, a dynamic offense, like obviously San Francisco does, uh, you know, teams teams take the off season to study it uh, across the league, whether they're playing them or not. Uh, there's similar offenses being run in different places, uh, like what San Fran and Washington and Seattle are trying to do. Um, and defensive coordinators and staffs are going to watch those films and try and figure out how to try and slow those offenses down. So you don't you don't sneak up maybe on as many people if you ever did. But so how did, so how did you guys overcome that though? Because you had such a great offensive season in 2011. You won the MVP. You put up tons of yards and threw touchdowns. I mean, how did you overcome? Because you know everyone was studying you guys going into that season. Well, I think you have to stick to what uh, what got you there, but you have to make some important, subtle changes. Now, whether that's uh, route changes or personnel changes as far as what kind of personnel groupings you're, you're having on the field and still able to get the ball to the guys you want to get the ball to, but you have to you have to grow as an offense. I think that's what we did that year is we grew. Uh, Jordy Nelson obviously had a humongous year, which took uh, a lot of the pressure off of some of our other playmakers and gave them some more one-on-one opportunities and uh, defenses adjust and you have to adjust with it uh, when teams were doubling Jermichael and doubling Greg you know Jordy was able to have a real big year and and then as teams came off of uh, those doubles then it opened up stuff for some other guys so uh, the, the Niners will figure that out and, and find how teams are going to play them and, and be able to react and, and still have a successful season. That's what it's all about is being able to make, make those reactions and put your players in the best position to be successful, regardless the, of what the defense is doing to you. The storyline that has dominated the headlines has been in the last couple of days you know, about a position that, you know, knock on wood for Packers fans and for your own personal health, won't be a factor on game days, and that's the backup quarterback situation. From your spot, um, from losing your friend Graham Harrell to the Vince Young, B.J. Coleman situation to now having Seneca Wallace and Scott Tolzien in your room, what has this all been like from your perspective? Well, it's a tough part of the business when you you lose guys you, you're close with and you spend time with. Obviously, Graham and I had spent a lot of time together and become very close, so that was a, a difficult decision. Again, I'm, I'm played to play quarterback, and I trust Ted and his staff. You know, They've proven it over the last nine years of me being here they're able to put together uh, a team that can compete every year and they've made some tough decisions and those are uh, very difficult uh, decisions and there was other position uh, positions that uh, difficult decisions had to be made but we trust uh, uh, you know mike and ted and and their staff uh, you know what what they do moving forward um, you know brought in uh, seneca and scott and uh It'll be uh, be fun to start working with the Gatlow working on Monday. And uh, Seneca actually played at Sacramento City College and from Sacramento. I missed him by um, by a couple years there in junior college, but it's fun to have a true Northern Californian junior college player uh, in the room as well and, and got to share some uh, some stories. We beat them their, their junior college my year. It was a close game, we, uh, last-second pass. 
they actually completed, but the guy was out of bounds as we were up seven late in that game. You're just showing off again, you know. Not, well, you can check the stats there. Um, now, wait, is this the same conference as Shasta and yeah, Eureka? But Sac City is not in the uh, in the conference anymore, actually, but it used to be Sac City and San Fran and um, Redwoods were, were all, Yuba City were all in our conference, and, uh, and now they've changed the conference around a little bit. So not as big of a rival as Shasta then? No, it's definitely Shasta, even though that wasn't ever really a rivalry because I don't know how many times they actually beat Butte. Uh, but it was uh, San Francisco, Shasta were some of the big rivalries. Yuba City always wanted to be one of our rivals too, but they couldn't beat us either. Yeah, that's a big game, I'm sure. Uh, you know, Seneca gives you something that you haven't ever had in your time as the starter, and that's a veteran. Someone older than me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone who's played in the league longer than you, somebody who's, he's 33, I believe. Um, you know, I know what good friends you were with Matt Flynn, and I know how close you were with Graham, but having a guy like him, what kind of value do you think that brings? What kind of different dynamic does that bring, and how is he going to help you, even if he never takes a single meaningful snap and you stay healthy all year? Well, he's, he's seen a lot of football. He's played a lot of football. He's been around a lot of football. Uh, him and Mike Holmgren spent seven years together. Um he knows the game really well. He's been in a West Coast offense his whole life. I don't think the transition will be very difficult for him. Uh, obviously, it's some different terminology, but he's run a lot of these plays before. and um, it, It's going to be another set of eyes um, who's who knows what to look for and and understands the game. And I'm excited to, to work with him. Um, you know, he just uh, he seems like you know he he gets it. He he really gets uh, what he's you know what he's doing here and and uh the opportunity that he has and and then i'm excited about the opportunity to work with him um and you know like i told him uh yesterday i said you know i, I want input i want i want to have conversations you know i want to i want to know what you're seeing and what you're thinking because he's been around a lot of football and he knows the game really well so it'll be uh It'll be a good situation. I know there's a lot of factors that go into your success or failure as a quarterback, um, and so I don't want to oversimplify things, but it does seem like your best season came the year that you also had your best quarterback room. I mean, or actually two seasons, where you had Flynn, who became one of your best friends, and you had Graham, who became one of your best friends. Is your happiness in that area important in terms of your performance or was that just a coincidence that you were so tight with those guys and you played so well i think that was a coincidence uh, it was a great coincidence we had a lot of fun together <laughs> had a lot of laughs but uh you know I'm, I'm expected to play well regardless of who's in that room and um but i think it is it is fun uh to be able to uh to work with somebody who's been around so much football and really gets it uh so I think we're gonna have a good time together, and Scott as well. Scott, uh, you know, went to the Berkeley of the Midwest, um, so he's uh, he brings some intelligence. Supposedly, I'm I, I'm not sure that Madison really. They let a lot of guys graduate from yeah, there. You know, you, I think you may have uh, got an honorary degree from there, but uh, <laughs> but it would be fun having Scott around. And uh, actually, was joking with him yesterday and got him a little embarrassed, which was fun. We do a little walkthrough in our gym, and and. Uh, I made him think that I was actually going to take a real center snap from him. So I told him to turn around and give me a snap. <laughs> Act like I was going to put my hands under there, and he kind of got a little weirded out, which anybody would. <laughs> and uh, then we had a good laugh at his expense. So, you know, just working these guys in a little bit and uh, 
It'd be, it'd be fun. You don't need to worry about his butt height or sweating like you did with Jeff Saturday. You, um, you've talked a few times about the vibe of this team. You even mentioned it earlier here in the show. And then you said on the last show that we had together that maybe, you know, maybe the hunger wasn't there as it had been in the past and you had to recapture it. What is it about the vibe that you like about this team? Can you, can you articulate that? Johnny Jolly? The, I, mean, all, I mean, yeah, there's, all, that, that's, that's not I, a joke, right? No, it's not. In all seriousness, that's, that's a big part of it. I think having him What back, does he bring? Well, I think he, he brings a lot of energy. Uh, he brings that uh, confidence to the defense, some nasty to him. But at the same time, I think if you really step back, and th- those of us who played with him, uh, you really have a, an appreciation for um, what he's gone through but but how he's responded to that adversity. I mean, he really is uh, enjoying this opportunity and, and embracing the fact that this is such a privilege to play in the league. And I think uh, his attitude and his approach has made an impact on a lot of guys, myself, a lot of guys in his room. I think the, uh, the hunger, um, realizing how great this opportunity is, has kind of sparked up and, and you know, Ryan Pickett, a B.J. Raji, C.J. Wilson. I think you've seen some really great things from that room, and it's no surprise they kept so many guys. I mean, it was a it was a tough a tough battle in camp in that room. I mean, we had a lot of guys playing really well, and uh, I like to think that uh, you know some of the things that we've learned from Johnny this off season have impacted some of the guys. Um, I also think Mike has done a great job of of setting the expectations for the team um you know there's some guys that are going to step up and take a bigger leadership role and it's been fun to watch the personalities team kind of take shape uh your tuesday schedule is tightened up a little bit so we don't have quite as much time a couple things i want to get to before halftime um and part of it is johnny just because ted thompson did say that a number of guys went to bat for johnny when they were mulling whether to take him back or not you were one of them i assume no comment I think we all know you were one of them. So why okay. did, why was that important? I just feel like we're a better football team with with the more Johnny Jollies you can have, guys who are genuinely passionate about football. And you can't have enough guys who really love playing football. And to the common listener or fan, you'd be thinking, what, there's people out there that don't love football? It's surprising to me too, but... But you just can't have enough guys who really just love the game. And that's why you got to give credit to guys like Ted for doing their their research on, on some of the guys that we bring in, or all the guys we bring in, obviously. But, but it's fun to see those guys who really enjoy playing football. And I look at the, especially the last couple classes of rookies we brought in. I mean, it's, it's guys who really care about their job and, and bringing Jolly back, um, you, you see how much it means to him, and it's infectious. Last thing before we get to halftime, you, you talked about the youth of this team before, and you've talked about being the longest-tenured guy. I think you're now the sixth oldest with Pickett, Seneca, John Kuhn, Tremont, and Johnny's 30, and you'll turn the big 3-0 later this year. Um, I made a joke about this earlier, and I thought it was hilarious. I know you were laughing on the inside, but... Your leadership has been a topic of discussion this offseason with some of your former teammates, and you've said your piece. I'm not asking you to comment on that, but there's one thing that would bother me if it happened to me, and that is that some of the things that were said, I would take that as guys that I thought were my friends questioning my 
character, which would really make me mad. Um, I guess I'm wondering whether it's because of what those guys said or not, how do you apply your leadership style to this new mix of players? And in any way, does it give you pause to say, well, you know, do I need to look at my leadership style? Do I need to tweak it? Do I need to change, adapt, evolve in any of those ways? Not at all. Not at all. I've, I don't I don't feel like I need to. I feel like I'm going to continue to lead the way I've been leading, and I think guys respond very positively to that and, and, and appreciate my style of leadership. Uh, there's, you know, there's a reason that I'm on a leadership council. There's a reason I'm voted a captain, and I stand by those things. And y- you learn all the time about leadership. It's a constant, uh, you know, education process, educational process to to gather information about your teammates and try and find the best ways to inspire those guys and push those guys and get the most out of them. But I'm very confident in the way I, I lead. I think Mike. Um, Mike believes uh, in my style of leadership, and and I think the guys respond favorably to that. So uh, it's it's not going to change. I, I enjoy uh, enjoy what I'm doing. I love my job. I love the game of football, and put a lot into it, and and expect uh, expect to to get a lot out of it as well. We hit halftime here on the Aaron Rodgers Show. We'll get to the scouting report on the 49ers. We'll take a little deeper look at the Packers' offense, and then we'll get to a few Ask Aaron questions before we run out of time. This is the Aaron Rodgers Show. Now, back to more of Tuesdays with Aaron. Your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. Here's Jason Wildey. Back for the second half of the Aaron Rodgers Show, Tuesdays with Aaron, with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Looking ahead to the game Sunday, the San Francisco 49ers at Candlestick Park. I think it's Candlestick Park again, right? It was in January. Yeah, something like that. It's been a bunch of other things, I know. Monster Park. Monster Park, 3Com, maybe something else, too. Um, give Give us a scouting report on the 49ers, but also, if you don't mind, how do you compile the scouting report? for the first game of the year when we hear so much about unscouted looks and we hear so much about how you don't show anything in the preseason and keep it as vanilla as possible. Do you even bother to look at that film? Yeah, I mean, why not? You're looking at uh, personnel okay. as much as scheme. San Fran is really, really good on defense. I mean, they're they're talented. Their front is as good as you're going to see in football, uh, whether they're playing their base, which is a three-down or their their sub package when they they have an even spacing four down look. Um, obviously, it starts with uh, Justin Smith. I think uh, Alden Smith is the premier pass rusher, uh, but Justin Smith is uh, the guy that kind of makes that whole thing go. I think he's as talented as you're going to find as an interior lineman in this league. Um, great guy to be around. I can tell you from my time with him at the Pro Bowl, he's a lot of fun, uh, and and he's had some great jokes over the years uh, during TV timeouts, but talented guy, very strong, athletic, moves well, great with his hands. Alden Smith is a fast, athletic guy off the edge uh, who, I mean, had a ton of sacks last year. Ahmad Brooks doesn't get enough credit on the the opposite side. Uh, an outside linebacker uh, as, as a pass rusher, a guy can set the edge in the run game. Uh, he's a very talented player. Obviously the guys inside, um, Willis and Bowman, uh, are 
household names. Uh, Bowman finally getting the respect he deserves the last couple years uh, with the recognition for being an exceptional player that he is. Uh, but, uh, you know, Patrick had some uh, some hand issues in the preseason, so he didn't play. But uh, as talented, the two linebackers you're going to see uh, inside together. Outside, they've you know had some injuries. Culliver got hurt. Uh, but still have Terrell Brown, who's a very talented player, Namdi Asamoa, who's playing in the in the sub package, um, Cal alum there. Um, very proud of him. I think this is year number 11, which is impressive. Strange to see him in that role, though, when he used to be a real big shutdown player. Okay. Uh, what well, role well, are you talking about? Uh, uh, playing only in the sub package. I well, mean that, but that also speaks I, to yeah, his I unselfishness and yeah, it speaks to that, but also that. Uh, you know, Carlos and, and Terrell are, are such talented players. Uh, in the back end, uh, you know, going to be interesting to see who starts opposite of Whitner. Uh, but obviously, uh, Whitner's been playing at a high level for a long time. So you look across across the ball, and uh, it's talent all over the place, and a lot of Pro Bowls, and guys who know how to play that defense and and run that scheme really well. So so for us. You know, a lot of things we talk about is protection. Obviously, we got to be able to have time to throw the ball. We got to, uh, you know, be able to to run the ball effectively. But uh, yeah, I think this game is going to come down to turnovers. You know, the team that can take care of the football better is going to have probably the, the chance to win it there in the fourth quarter. You said after that last meeting with these guys, obviously the defense got a ton of criticism and most of it deserved for giving up 579 yards but you basically said look offensively we didn't hold up our end of the bargain either um how do you make sure that that doesn't happen again i think you got to control the ball a little bit more you know you have to convert the third downs and put more pressure on on their defense by putting yourself in manageable situations you know they do a great job of of playing down a distance really well and mixing up their packages and their looks and you have so many guys that can rush the passer. Uh, you have to sustain drives, and then when you get in the red zone, you got to score seven points. So uh, they're a dynamic offense. Colin has uh, obviously had a had a great season last year, and he can do it all, throwing the football and, and run it. And maybe the only guy in the preseason who played less than I did. Uh, <laughs> but I know we'll both be ready for, uh, for Sunday, and, and it'll be a great crowd. And, Get to see a lot of familiar faces out there. Hopefully, uh, there's some uh, some old blues, as we call them, some cowbackers might be wearing the green and gold. Your family coming? Yes. Um, you mentioned your playing time. Let's talk a little bit about your offense before we do uh, ask Aaron, since we don't have any inside the helmets. Um, from the outside looking in, it did. I mean, you played five series, 45 snaps, and you said you felt like you were ready. But is so? There's no concern at all about your preparation in terms of how much actual game action you saw? And if not, why not? I think at this point, you know, it's more about making sure mentally I'm in the right place and and then physically, conditioning-wise, uh, feeling like I'm ready. Um, I played a lot of football, and uh, the mental the mental part is, is most important for me uh, at this point in my career. That's how I'm going to be able to uh to play most effectively obviously the physical part is important being able to play the way i want to play out there and moving around when i can and and uh, doing some of the things i've been able to do extending plays but uh, you know i i like to think we've won a lot of games around here monday through saturday saturday by mentally uh out scheming and, and out thinking 
teams and then just reacting on the field on Sunday. So I think we're ready. The staff is ready, and and uh, it'll be an exciting opportunity for us. Your group of pass catchers, you know, you've got your top three wide receivers in Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, and James Jones. Jermichael Finley looks like he's in for a big year based on what we saw in the preseason and the things that you've said about him. How do you feel about the guys you'll be throwing to? I feel great about him. I feel great about uh, what each person brings, a little bit different. Uh, the big fella, J. Mike, has, has had a great offseason, a great preseason. I think he's primed to uh, to be a very consistent contributor for us. And, um, you know, he can obviously work inside and outside. Randall has, uh, you know, become a very good route runner. Uh, he studies the game. He really cares about it and wants to be very successful. Jordy and James, you get a lot of consistency outside guys who are very good route runners who understand the timing of our offense and and are excellent at being able to recall information in a in a split second. And that's what makes uh, a quarterback's job easy when you can recall film you've watched or or uh, a play from practice or a look that you saw on the picture on the sideline very quickly and, and diagnose things accordingly. And when a receiver can recall the same type of uh, things, you know, film that he's seen or maybe a reminder I gave him during the week or a reminder I gave him Saturday or maybe pregame uh, or on the sideline and be able to make the correct adjustment, uh, that's impressive. And I think all three of those guys do a really good job at that. And um, Hopefully we can take some of the pressure off of all the perimeter group by being able to run the ball a little more effectively, and I think I think we're going to we're going to do that. I want to ask you about the run, but quickly the fact that Jordy and 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 Randall missed as much time as they did in the preseason. Concern at all? Anything that you have to do to get your timing back with them because of the limited number of snaps you had with them in in training camp and in games? That's been your favorite word today, hasn't it? It's concern. You're just you're, you're looking for some type of concern. I'm stirring you? it up. Yeah. You're, I'm not going to give any any concerns here. The, you no, know, I mean, I'm not. Do you have to do anything that. this week to get anywhere? further down the road with those guys. Then. I think just practice, you know, yeah. just just get the reps in. We as usual the ones are going to take uh, all the you know, all the reps uh, when we're practicing against our, our look team and and that'll be enough I think to to feel ready to play. We we spend a lot of time playing together and talking together and watching film together and I expect uh, expect that we won't miss miss a beat. All right, two more questions about the offense and only one has the word concern in it. Uh, let's talk about the run game first. I know you're bummed about not having to use car salesmen at your disposal. Yes. Um, DeJuan Harris I like with the knee injury. I know you do. I just figured out who he reminds me of, too. Who DeJuan Harris reminds yes. you of? Kelly Robinson from the movie I Spy with Owen Wilson and, and uh, Eddie Murphy. So I've been calling him Kelly Robinson. You lately. and your nicknames. Yeah. Um, or the Jelly Bird. The Jelly Bird? Jelly Bird. you got to watch that movie. Okay. It's a good I'll, movie. I'll put it in my Netflix, Netflix queue. Sure um, you will. You've you've got Eddie Lacy, you've got James Starks, you got Jonathan Franklin, and your guy Kuhn, who's clearly going to have to be the third down back protecting your uh, blind side there. What um clearly, what are your, huh? Don't you think? Let's just get on with the question. Come on, I just like how smug you are today. Smug. Um, what are your expectations for the run game, and how can it help you not only reduce those two shell looks, but get the uh, play action game going, which is something that. I think you do pretty well when it's uh, when it's humming. Well, I like the the uh, the guys that we have. I, I think that you know it's going to be important to get those guys going early in the game and and give them some opportunities. You know, I don't think early in the season 
I wouldn't expect a lot of uh, a lot of teams. We're not playing Seattle, so there's not a lot of teams that are going to play a lot of consistent one high looks. So we're going to have chances to run the ball. When we when we get those chances, we got to convert those in the in the win and the down we like to call it. So put up some second and third and medium to short to to make it easier on us. And the more we can do that, uh, the easier. Uh, it is to to get uh, some of those one high looks, and when you get those one high looks, you got to make them make them pay. The biggest concern for those of us on the outside uh, is we look at a quarterback who was sacked 51 times last year, the most in the league, and he's got a rookie fourth round pick on one side, and David Bakhtiari, and and a guy who you know maybe was a little inconsistent last year as an undrafted rookie, and Don Barkley. Uh, obviously, you're not going to say, "Oh my gosh, we're doomed," but explain to Packers fans why they shouldn't be worried about your tackles. Because they're big. <laughs> You've had a lot of big offensive linemen during your career. Not all of them could block. You know what? My You're friend. just real negative today. I just I, don't I am know smug the, and negative. Very smug and negative. But my shorts are the proper length. I love those guys. I'm just I'm I'm not going to give you a diatribe about why I think they're going to be great. I'm just going to tell you that we had a great dinner in St. Louis. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We played a little prank on. Uh, Bakhtiari thinking he had $11,000 bill to cover, which it wasn't $11,000, first of all. He wasn't thinking very much, but um, but he got, Wait, a little, well, 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 he got a little sensitive there. We just uh, we went to a restaurant, we had uh, the line together and uh, gave him the bill and, and I, I told the waiter to reject his credit card until so he rejected the first one and the second one and then he tried to split it. He thought the bill for 13 people would be $11,000. He's He's got a lot to learn. He's 21. He is. He's a young young guy, but uh, I like his disposition. Uh, him and my little brother were actually good friends training together this off season. Really? Out in uh, beautiful, sunny Southern California. Almost as beautiful as Northern California. But um, No, I'm excited about, about uh, you know, his future and... And Don, I think Don is a, a solid, tough guy at right tackle who learned a lot last year and got a lot of experience, and I think he's going to do a great job. And Marshall, you still have faith in if he has to go in. A ton of faith in Marshall. Let's get to your Ask Aaron questions. You can use the hashtag Ask Aaron. Make sure you're not negative or smug in how you ask Finally, them, someone other than you asking questions. Uh, let's start with this one from Shane. How did you come up with your burger creation for Curly's, and how often do you actually eat it? Can I, I can give away the secret now. It's off the menu now, right? Isn't it? I think it's week? off the menu. Yeah, you know, in retrospect, I probably should have put some better stuff on there because the money was going to a real good cause. However, the fund, yeah, I was wondering how many people would buy something with all those ingredients mixed together. Do you I, remember them all? No, not all of them. But, all right, how many can you call? Recall? Well, I know there's jalapenos for sure. There was like Havarta cheese. There was uh, peanut butter. Of course, I had to get the peanut butter. I actually took some ingredients off. Uh, was there? So wait, so you ordered it and then you removed of some of the items that you would put on there? No, I was I was you figuring out what I wanted to put on there, and after I tallied it all up, I said I got to make a, a few adjustments here, and so I actually <laughs> took off the fried egg. Uh, there was, you know, onion rings were on there. Uh, I'd, I'd like to really thank all those people who uh, who ordered it i heard from uh from uh, some of the servers that uh a lot of times it was ordered just to hope to be the one in 50 they got assigned a picture which i don't fault you for that i understand um (laughs) 
but I heard that it wasn't very well received, so I apologize for that. I thank you for uh, ordering it, and the proceeds went to the MAC Fund, a wonderful cause, obviously, and I apologize for the uh, conglomerate of ingredients. Uh, are they going to do this again next year? Are you going to try if harder? If so, I will uh, put together a more uh, tasteful selection because I love food, and I apologize to all the food lovers out there who ordered it. <laughs> uh, Brandon wonders, well, who is your favorite rookie from this year's class? I don't do favorites. You don't do impressions either. Uh, how do you feel about the class in general? Because you're going to need some of them to step yes. forward. Yes, uh, I feel really good about it. I, I, like, uh, I like the personalities and the talent that they bring. Uh, yeah, I think excellent, uh, excellent group of guys. When you can get a, a, a guy like David in the fourth round, who uh, has a lot of talent, um, that's that's great. You can get a couple great backs. I've loved working with uh, with both those guys. They really care about it and and want to be successful. And um, yeah, I think we got some some good late round guys as well. Micah Hyde looks like a pretty good player. He's on the other side of the ball. But... He's the most impressive uh, demeanor wise. I think you know he just he's one of those guys from day one. I've talked about a few of those guys over the years who just you know without saying anything, he knew they kind of they kind of belonged. Last two. This one's from Plitz. He says, uh, "What are your thoughts on the TV timeouts during training camp? And was your extensive music library?" combed through for any of the choices no i you know what i didn't i don't know if i got any of my song uh, choices in there at all you liked wagon wheel i did like wagon wheel i think uh, you know it's a great song darius really did it justice with his remix um that was a wonderful choice obviously if i was choosing you would have heard uh pearl jam there you was some heard pearl live jam. you would have heard you know obviously bone thugs Johnny Cash, George Strait, those made the list. I'm talking about 90s. Okay, your your heyday. Jeez. I'm just saying those were on the list. You didn't like those? No, I thought I, I thought there were a few a few good songs, but it would have been. Uh, Who was in charge of that? Matt Klein. Take up your uh, your concerns with Matt Klein. I don't have any concerns. Call the Finally. operator at uh, five six. Nine. Finally, this one from Isaac. You're always talking about how underappreciated your athleticism is. I'm not always talking about that. Okay, Isaac, I just sorry. tease Mike about it. Isaac, you were smug and negative with that question. No, I didn't uh, say that, Isaac. No, I didn't say that. Um, after all the talk we've heard about the read option, would you ever want Mike to run it with you? No, I'm perfectly fine with our offense and limiting the amount of hits I take. Uh, I do a great job of adding to that number every year, so I'm going to... Stick with that number of hits that I take and hope I can uh, hang on for another eight seasons and, and give uh, give the fans a lot to cheer about. Well, we kept you longer than uh, your new schedule allows, so hopefully Mike won't hold that against You're me. You're fired. I'm going to do the show by myself I, next week. I, I look I forward to that. I ask myself the questions and do some <laughs> Ask Aaron ones. Are you going to use a different voice for the questions when you ask yourself? Or? Goulet. We will do it again next week. This has been the Aaron Rodgers Show with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers.